0: This is a Shug the Dog production. Before we had political correctness, we had shipbuilding and shipyard shenanigans. Episode 13, The Hearing Test, Part 2. All across the country, industrial deafness claims are being paid out, and the Duke and Fanny Boss are leaving nothing to chance. Within the surgery waiting room, we find the toilet has been broken, while Dr. Brown's nerves have been shredded.
1: <coughs> Keep my seat for me, Fanny Boz. I'm going for a look through the magazine rack, see if there's anything decent. What's that? Is it your cell that bought these magazines in, Hen?
2: Uh huh.
1: I thought so. They're all women's magazines.
2: I'm busy here, Mr. Duke. Just take one and sit back down.
1: I mean, woman's own. And people's friends for all their knitting patterns. And who the hell reads that laddie da people magazine? <laughs> Some quality women's magazines up there, fanny boys. Eh? I grabbed a bundle of them and stuck them down to the arse my trousers. Look. What? They're great for sticking your wet boots to dry them. And there's even the old woman in her bra pick. Eh? You know, if I have to wait much longer here, I'm going to have to go for a piss. What's that you're saying? You know, a piss. A Jimmy Riddle.
2: Ah! A piss!
1: Hey, have you got a clodgy in here? A what? Eh? Hey.
2: I don't understand. What is it? I don't understand. What is it you're after?
1: Do you give a chludge, A bog? I'm desperate for a single fish.
2: Oh, I see. You need the toilet. Well, I'm afraid it's broken. What? You should have went before you got here. Eh? One of your uh, shipyard compatriots blocked our toilet yesterday and we're waiting on it being repaired.
1: Eh? What's up, Duke? You're doing the dance of desperation. Eh? Are you needing that, Jimmy Riddle? You should have went before you go here. Oh, look, she's writing something. Toilet broken. Listen hen, if I don't go soon, I'll be pissing myself.
2: Then I suggest you find yourself another toilet soon.
1: Have you got a sink or a ginger bottle I can use?
2: No, we do not.
1: Eh? No, we do not. So where do you go when you have to go?
2: We have a separate staff toilet.
1: Eh? A separate staff toilet. Where is it? For staff only. It won't be that when I'm hosing down your flare. And I can tell you, Mrs., it isn't the first floor I've hosed down.
2: Where are you going, Duke?
3: That's Mr. Cohen just to sign the paperwork, Anne.
2: It's Mr. McLean next, Doctor. Mr. Cohen, if you could just sign your form, please. Mr. Cohen! Mr. Cohen, you have to sign your form. You can't do the toilet against our close wall. Dr. Brown! Dr. Brown!
3: Anne, whatever's wrong?
2: A moment, Doctor. There's something you must see here. I can I wait.
3: I'm running behind.
2: You've got to see this right away.
3: Okay, if you insist it's important. I'll be back in just a moment, Mr. McLean, and don't try sitting in that seat again. What is it that won't wait, Anne?
2: It's out here, the close. Look at this.
3: I don't believe it. It looks like someone's pissed in the close. (laughs) And it smells like 70% proof.
2: It was that ferret faced character who calls himself the Duke.
3: What, one of our patients? You mean the person who did this is in the waiting room right now?
2: Yes, he is. He'd been previously requesting a toilet or a sink to urinate in. A sink? Yes, and when I ran out after Mr. Cohen to get him to sign his form, I seen this duke standing here doing this.
3: Right, show me this duke character.
2: This is him here, Doctor.
3: It wasn't me. What wasn't you? Hey. Was that you that pissed in the clothes? What? Right, come with me.
1: Ah! <laughs> Was that you that pissed in the close? That wasn't me. It was Frosty that did that. Think yourself so lucky that was all he parted with. My
3: receptionist here seen you.
1: Eh?
2: He can't hear you, Doctor. I've been addressing them by writing on the blackboard. Yes, of course. The blackboard. Here you are.
1: Here, read this. My receptionist seen you. No, everyone says that Frosty and me look alike. Ask Fanny Boys. Can you let my ear go?
3: Right, you found yourself at the head of the line, little man. You can't be trusted to sit in the waiting area. Ah. Right, you, Mr. McLean, back out to the waiting room. What? Out! Sit!
2: What's happened?
1: For f sake.
3: Help me get Mr. McLean up onto
1: his feet. Should never let him near a wooden seat. He's the second-fattest man in the yard, you know?
3: Right, Anne. After three. One, two, three, <laughs> Thanks, Anne. Would you please show Mr McLean back out to the waiting area and bring me in the replacement chair? Oh, and if I could borrow your blackboard.
2: Of course, Doctor. Right this way, Mr McLean. Let me help you. We'll get you back into the waiting room.
1: At least Tiny never hurt himself the amount of padding there in his ass, You know he was put off working the boats because...
2: Here's the chair and the blackboard, Doctor.
1: Thank you, Anne. Sit. They call me the Duke and I count up in Shipyard Royalty. Sit. Hey.
3: Name. I want you to fill in your name, address, age and job title on this form. Name. Address, address, address. Where they live. Address, home. Address, age. age. What are you doing, man? What are you mumbling, taking that pen out your mouth? Here, give me that. What? Now, don't put the pen in your mouth. God knows what diseases look between those green-coloured teeth. Hey, eh? Here, take the pen and fill in the form as quickly as you can. Mm. address, H, H, not sure. H. For goodness sake, I only asked for a few personal details. I'm not quiz questions. Let's see what you have. Hey. Eh? Right, we have a name, good. And what the hell is this? Under your home address you've written nowhere really. Sometimes I sleep in the yard or the hostel or train carriages or the paper shop doorway or now and again at Fanny Boy's house. But not often. As his missy says, I bring in fleas. I had a house once. I'll put down no fixed address. Now what's this? Under age you've written don't know. You must know your own age. Ugh. Right. I'll put down as 55, although you could be anywhere from 30 to 100. Now, as for job, it says tank cleaner, tea boy hut painter, urn filler, dock sweeper, sludge filter cleaner, rat catcher. Really? Rat catcher? Eh? Hey. I only need one job title. Eh? Hey. I'm putting you down as a tank cleaner. What? Now, I'm going to be holding up cards for you to read. They're only yes or no answers. Got that? Ugh. Right, read this.
1: Have you been having any hearing problems? Eh, no.
3: But you appear to be deaf. Eh? Are you suffering from headaches? Stuffy nose, watery eyes, or noticed any excess wax in your ears? Eh? Well, do you have any of these symptoms? Uh Uh-huh. Let's take them one at a time. Eh? I'll point to the word, and you answer. Headache? Eh? Stuffy nose? Eh? Look, I'm pointing to the symptom on the card. Eh? Okay, I'll write it down. Where's that blackboard?
1: Do I often have a stuffy nose? Oh I. And does your nose clear if you blow it?
3: <laughs> what are you doing? First you piss in my clothes, then you snot in my floor. You're a bloody animal. Clean that up. Hey, what's up doc? Here. Take these tissues and clean that up this minute.
2: Is everything all right, Doctor? I heard shouting. Yes, everything's fine. That's good, Doctor. After you finish with this patient, it only leaves two more.
3: I can hardly wait. Right, let's move on to the examination. Eh? Now, I'm going to shine this torch in your ear. What? Oh, my God, man, you're weakening. Right, let me look. Oh, I see the problem. It appears you've caught wool stuffed in your ear. Your shipyard workers are consistent. Eh? Hey. Now stay still while I use these tweezers. Ah! Is this hurting? Oh, too bad. Now, the other side. Ah! This is the longest piece of cotton wool I think have been stuffed in anybody's ear. How do you think this got in there? Eh? Hey. I said, how do you think this got in your ear? Eh? Hey. Oh. Of course, how optimistic of me to think I had solved your hearing problem. Now, where's that blackboard? Throw that piece of cotton wool in bin. That's right, in the bin, in the corner, that's overflowing with cotton wool. Now, I want you to follow the instructions in the card I hold up. Got that?
1: Place headphones on the head. That's right. Now, follow the instructions... When you hear sound, press button.
3: OK, let me just check your headphones are working. So the headphones appear to be working fine. Let's try that one more time. Now press the button if you hear a sound. Any sound at all. You can remove the headphones now, Mr Duke. Here, let me assist you. My congratulations, Mr Duke, you failed the hearing test. Eh? In fact, if the test is to be believed, your ears serve no purpose other than for decoration. What? Yes, exactly. Eh? What? If I didn't know better, I would think that your shipyard only employed the death. It's a small mercy. I chose to practice audiology.
1: I could have been an optician.
3: Now, read this.
1: Give this form to receptionist on your way out. You can go now.
3: Eh? Go! And I hope you spend your deafness claim money wisely, Mr Duke. Perhaps a bath and a new set of clothes. Oh, Mr Duke,
1: is that money you've dropped in your pocket? Did you hear that, funny voice? Have you anything going to for for that old trick? <laughs> I've no got a penny to my name. There you are, missus. Here's your form.
2: Thank you very much, Mr Duke.
1: And you can have these magazines back my claim money. I got a photo to buy my own.
0: This has been a Shug the Dog production. <laughs> the circumstances are real; only the names have changed. This episode was written and directed by James T. Tiffany. It was produced by Shug the Dog Productions and was recorded at Headhunter Studio, Glasgow was edited by Samson Video Productions and the music was obtained from royalty-free sources. The role of Duke was performed by Brian Brady, Fanny Boz McGraw by William Spears, the receptionist by Diane Brooks, Dr. Brown by Tony MacDonald and Tiny McLean by Colin McGregor. The narrator was William Sampson.